Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Freedom, simple word, use it all the time. But does anybody really know what freedom means? Interesting concept. I think a lot of us believe we're free. You know, it, it's really a strange, strange concept that we believe we're in, live in the freest country in the world, and yet I don't know that we're all that free because we are enslaved almost, which is, wow, let's think about the extreme. Total freedom and slavery. Slavery, I'm sorry. That, that's an extreme differentiation for me to say that, wow, many of us are enslaved here in this country, and I don't mean slavery like, you know, slavery like the, uh, the blacks and you know, the chains. And all. We're, we're enslaved by our own mental belief system, and we can't get over it. And so here you are today, you're listening to me going, well, what is he talking about today? He's crazy. It's always something. Well, I'm talking about an email I got where somebody uh, just unloaded their manifesto on me about how the world is changing in the wrong direction. And what can they do to fix it? What should we go out there and do to fix it? And my answer was, you don't go out there and do anything. You do it right here at home. Freedom starts at home. It's freedom within your own little circle of influence. How many of you don't have freedom within your circle of influence? Small amounts of freedom right around yourself. And you think about it, does your spouse control, manipulate you, dominate you, yell at you, scream at you, tell you that no matter what you do, it's not right? No matter every time you start a project, they just jump on you and Say, no, 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 do it the other way. If I say left, you go right. Is there any freedom in that kind of a life? Right? What about your kids who complain and nag and complain that they don't have enough stuff, that other people have more than them? Is there any freedom in that? Where your kids are telling you that you're a loser? Right? Is there any freedom in the fact that you've been taught your entire life? And by the way, this whole genre of thinking started in the 50s with Norman Vincent Peale and all the other super powerful self-help people that said, you should be able to accomplish anything you want in life if you just follow some basic principles. But those basic principles outline the fact that you should want to follow is keep up with the Joneses. You should want what everybody else wants. Now, I think back in the beginning, that might not have been a bad idea because they were talking about hunger, 
They were talking about having basic housing and clothing. And the basic process of working your way out of the slums and work your way out of poverty and starvation, yeah, if somebody could help everybody break those chains, that was a good thing. But somehow it, it grew. It grew to even when you were financially making as much money or 10 times more money than your parents made, you still weren't happy. You still weren't there. You know, things started to become like you have to live in the right neighborhood. What kind of a concept is that? You have to live in the right neighborhood. You're on the wrong side of the tracks. You have to have a large enough home, a new enough home. Or in my case, with my fiance, it's like, well, we need to tear the entire kitchen apart and rebuild it. It's a, you know, $5 million home, but no, we need to remodel it. Because nothing is as good as what somebody else has. Living up to the Joneses type of thing is what it comes down to. How about you have to have the right car? I mean, I, I can't even imagine how many people. And it's funny, they all have the same personalities. Whenever you have a low self-esteem of yourself, the first thing you do to up that self-esteem is you buy a self-esteem extension. We call them cars. We have people here, they start by buying themselves, you know, usually it's a, it's a BMW because that's a cheap rich man's car. Then you see them go from a BMW to a Mercedes because that's really the Cadillac, or that's really the, I shouldn't say Cadillac of cars. Nah, Cadillac is left behind. It's Mercedes is better than a Cadillac, so you go up to a, a Mercedes. You know, poor people buy a Cadillac to look rich. Rich people buy a Mercedes to leave a Cadillac behind, the BMW behind, right? Then people go up and they buy Porsches. That's the next level they want to jump up to. My fiance convinced me she needed to go from her most expensive Mercedes made to the most expensive Porsche made, um, you know, so I call her Sporty Spice. You know, who needs a four-door car? with a 5,000 horsepower engine. <laughs> just the craziest thing I've ever seen, you know? But hey, as a soccer mom, she looks good driving around the neighborhood, right? She's a, a, a grandmother, and she's driving around a Porsche. And then you go from a Porsche, and I see some of these guys, oh my gosh, they buy Ferraris. Why do you buy a Ferrari? I know I can think of two people that have Ferraris, and both of them have egos that are out of this world. And what do you do with a Ferrari? Actually, I know three people. All three of them are egomaniacs. The reason I say that, what do you have a Ferrari for? What does it do for you? You can't drive it in the United States and go more than 80 miles an hour. If you're going 100 miles an hour, you're going to get a ticket. And the car's supposed to go 200 miles an hour. 160, it cruises at 160. It's ridiculous. You know, zero to, zero to 60 in, you know, four seconds. And where would you do that at? Why would you do that? And so they really buy it is, like I say, an ego extension. And they take it out to go to dinner at nights, and they have them park it right out in front of the restaurant. They get in, get out, and there's their ego extension. They bring it to where they go to meetings and events, and they stick it out front and stand next to it, take pictures with it with people. And really, it's a status symbol that really gives you no freedom because there is no freedom to that status symbol. That status symbol has to be taken care of, maintained, cleaned, watered, fed gasoline, you name it, it owns you. My dad taught me something very young in life. You don't own stuff, stuff owns you. So now you have to take care of that. Same thing with my you know, 16,000 square foot home, 20 car garage. 
this mansion and the, the, the beautiful landscape to go with it. I don't own it. It owns me. I have to maintain it. Um, so you have to ask yourself, are you being controlled and manipulated by our society's need to be more than what you really need to be to be happy? Is happiness really this out there thing that's out in the middle of nowhere, right, that there's never enough? Because every time you seem to get one of those ego extensions in your life, it doesn't seem to fulfill. I mean, for 30 seconds or a day or even 30 days, you're satisfied. But then after that, you're not. You're still trying to have your kids be the best kids out there to win all the best kids awards, to go to all the best schools, to get the best grades, to get the best jobs. And you've been taught how to do it. These self-help gurus have taught you that the way that you get there is you lie to people. You, they call it fake it till you make it. When you can't afford to eat, you dress for success. Because if you don't dress for success, you won't be success how you dress is who you are, who you are is what you'll have. Come on, guys, we've all heard all this stuff, right? Don't ever let anybody see you fail. Don't ever let anybody see you cry. Don't ever act like a loser. Always act like a winner. See, we have been taught that our total happiness and freedom is not important, that we should derive happiness from not being free, but by being generically like everybody else. And to the extent that we can be just a little bit better than everybody else, there's our self-worth. Yes, I'm just like everybody else, but man, I'm a little better than they are. As opposed to I'm nothing like everybody else and I'm a lot better than they are. Completely different point of view, isn't that? You ever fly in on a plane? over a city and see subdivision after subdivision after subdivision after subdivision. It looks like little anthills, doesn't it? Thousands and tens of thousands of people living in houses that are right next to each other. Get in your car and just drive up and down a subdivision street. And notice that in every subdivision you go into, all the houses are the same. Are of the same quality, same cost area. And you know as you drive down the street, you could go into any one of these houses and know what these people look like. Not as far as, you know, racial look, but class, classification, expectation, income level. It's generic. It's a gigantic subdivision of generic, unfree people living a set of rules and regulations that have been put upon them by their parents, by their peers, by their family, by their boss, by their employment, by the government, by their religion. You can't get up in the morning and do a darn thing you want to do because starting with God, country, neighborhood, religion, or we said God, um, neighbors, family, friends. Which one are you going to offend with what you really want to do? We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
1370. Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we're talking about how I found freedom in an unfree world. And really, the discussion today is, do you even understand what freedom is? We talk about freedom. We throw the word freedom around. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. It's talking about freedom. Uh, what is freedom? And as I just explained to you, I don't believe most of you in this world are free. I don't believe I'm 100% free because I have some psychological controls on me, other people have on me uh, out there. But, you know, you can, you can aim for freedom. And the interesting thing is the book that I quoted, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World, was written by Harry Brown back in 1973. After 20 years of the self-help industry just grinding into our heads that we have to live this plain Jane look-alike lifestyle, where everybody is accumulating the same set of stuff and the winner is the guy that has stuff plus one. And that never in your life are you ever out of the hustle because everybody's the same, so you're only one piece of stuff away from being in front of the guy in front of you, right? This, it just really brings life down to a, a, a lower sense of expectation, right? So I'm saying that if you read this, by the way, you got to read this book, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World by Harry Brown. Look it up, read it. you got to read it. You can't actually carry on a conversation with me about this. Um, but what I would propose to you is that there are people out there that live free, but to live free, you have to do it on multiple levels. You have to understand that freedom isn't something that you buy. It isn't something that you get to. It's something you decide. And the second you decide it is the second you decide that I am going to make things happen for me. I don't need other people to make my life better. I don't need your approval. I don't need my church's approval. I don't need my um, government's approval. I don't need my parents' approval. I don't need my spouse's approval. I don't need my kid's approval. I just need to realize that I have the ability to be free. Free. Now, free doesn't mean I have the ability to do whatever I want where I injure other people, I take up other people's stuff, I invade other people's space. I'm free within my own little circle of influence. And so freedom is one of those things you decide you want and then you go after it and you first take over your psychological freedom and buy that back by just simply taking it back. Then you work on your circle of influence. What do you have influence over? So your finances is the one we're working on all the time here. Do you have control of your finances? The answer is probably not. What do I mean by that? Well, to the extent that you have any money at all saved up, that you're not broke, don't have bad credit, to the extent that you have any financial success that you could claim to be success at all is simply your ability to control the back end of the equation, right? There's two ways to become satisfied in life. One of them is to want nothing, and the other one is to have everything. So you have to go down one road or the other. You're either going towards getting everything you want in life, or you're getting away from the fear of losing everything you have. So let's go down the losing side. We've all heard the saying, I can't afford this. Our family can't afford this. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he talked about this all the time, where his poor dad said, I can't afford this. But his rich dad made the statement, how can we afford this? 
uh, insinuating that everything's possible for willing to go take the steps necessary. So as I look at this and I say, we've got to make sure we don't buy stuff because stuff costs us money to maintain. We've got to make sure that we don't have too expensive of a home, too expensive of a car, right? We've got to make sure that we don't have too many toys, too many frills, too many things that cost us money. And if we can keep our cost factors down, we can live the Dave Ramsey lifestyle, beans and rice, beans and rice, beans and rice, pay cash for everything, have nothing, then we can live a life. And if you look at the Dave Ramsey you know, picture, we can have a life that will be happy because we have accomplished our goal, which is to take all the financial stress away because we don't want anything more and we don't have to go any further than what our money will take us. And so we've relieved the stress, feeling closer to financial freedom, as opposed to going the other direction, which is to say, I want everything. And so I have to find a way to become a mega, mega millionaire. And the stress that goes with that, and if you get there, hopefully that releases the stress of needing money. But I don't think that's actually the case. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that and talk about how do you build financial freedom and what does it look like we'll take a short break be right back lifestyles unlimited real estate investor radio show talk thirteen seventy. Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we're talking about freedom, how I found freedom in an unfree world. Now we're going to talk about financial freedom. For you to obtain financial freedom, you're going to have to get to the point where somebody else isn't controlling how much income you make. And there's really three or four levels of this. And the first level is being self-employed. So you've got a job over here, the job, they're telling you what you can have. Social Security is telling you what you can have. Uh, retirement packages are telling you what you can have. In all cases, you as an employee or as a migrant worker for the state, and I say migrant worker in with tongue in cheek saying, okay, Social Security, you're a migrant worker for the state, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, whatever, whatever type of welfare you're getting, you're just a slave to the state. Um, and so when you really want freedom, you have to be able to dictate how much money you want, how much money you're going to have. And the first step is becoming self-employed. So you go out there and you realize that self-employment is work. It's time. It's effort. It's energy. And so the first thing you're going to have to realize past realizing you're going to have to do it on your own. Second thing you're going to have to realize is that trading time for money is an ineffective way to make money. You have to start leveraging time with money and knowledge and skill and investment savvy. And so you go out there and we buy some rent houses, right, and, uh, or a small apartment, and we're invested in them with our money. But our money is only 20% of the money. 80% of the money that came to the table to make this business work was borrowed from a bank. And sometimes even the 20% is borrowed from somebody else's, from investors. 
So we're not leveraged. We're not shackled by how much money we have. We have this new freedom. And freedom only exists within the space of which you control. We call that, or at least Tony Robbins calls that, your circle of influence. When all you own is your own personal residence, you have very little circle of influence. If you have no personal residence, you have no circle of influence. So now you go out there and you buy a couple of rent houses or a small apartment. Now your circle of influence expands. You own something. You control something. You can make something of that and with that and earn money. So by leveraging yourself, you're able to go out there and buy something that expands your circle of influence. Now what happens when you expand your circle of influence, it gives you all kinds of new freedoms. Freedom of time, because your dollar you were earning uh, was you know $10 an hour, $100 an hour, $500 an hour. When you go to investing and you're spending one hour a month making 500 bucks cash flow on your rent house on one hour a month work, uh, you know, now you're talking about $500 an hour. And uh, that's a big difference than $10 an hour, $20 an hour, or $50 an hour, or even $100 an hour. So you've, you've erased or you have reversed some of the limitations of trading time for money by allowing your money to work for you and you not to work for your money. That's the first step. Now you realize that even if you're only putting in an hour here, an hour there, you have a limited amount of time invested in each one of your investments, <clears throat> eventually a whole bunch of little bits add up to something. And so you are going to fall or run into a limitation. And your freedom is gonna be hindered because now you're taking care of all these houses and I had 100 houses, so I was taking care of 100 houses. And it wasn't that hard. I really only spent four or five hours a day, let's say four hours a day, to manage 100 houses. But that's still four hours a day. As soon as I bought an apartment complex, I re-leveraged up and bought a 64-unit apartment complex, put a manager and a maintenance man in there. And now I spent one hour a day on 64 units. Right. Instead of four hours a day on 100 units, I spent one hour a day on 64 units. And that one hour a day was really, you know, calling to find out, is everything OK? OK. Every once in a while I had to do something. I had to make some decisions. I might go look at something. But it leveraged me. And then when I bought the one across the street, which was 68 units, and I bought the one down the street, which was 100, um, 108 units or something like that. All of a sudden, I had these 300 units, close to three, no, 220 units total. It was 88 units. That's what it was, 220 units total. I had 220 units instead of 100 that still only took me an hour a day because now my hour a day was to contact the group of people that managed those three properties. And the same question I might have on one property, I had on three properties, but it was all part of the same phone call or the same visit. So now I quadrupled, you know, from what I was doing before, I quadrupled my dollar per time per hour invested. And that's how you started to buy freedom. The freedom to do what you want, when you want, whatever you want, with whomever you want, starts with buying back your time freedom. Those are the things you have to realize. We'll be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 
Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited, Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we're talking about how I found freedom in an unfree world. And in the last segment, we worked our way from the first level of financial freedom to the second level of financial freedom. Now we're going to go to the third level of financial freedom. And, uh, you know, the first level was, okay, we've got to go out there and own our own business. And our business is rent houses, small apartments. The next level is to own apartments large enough that there's managers on site and we don't have to do anything except phone calls every day to make sure the thing is working. Um, the next level is to go up to where you have the, a large enough group of properties where you can hire a management company to operate them or you can start your own management company, meaning you've got a supervisory personnel between you and the properties so that you don't really have a day-to-day -day presence. You don't need to make that day-to-day -day call to make sure everybody's there, everything's okay. Uh, and if it isn't okay, you don't have to resolve it. It gets resolved by the property management company or your supervisor. And now you're talking about going down from an hour a day to an hour a week. And what's interesting is that hour a week, and really the hour a day could be out on the road somewhere, but the hour a week could definitely be out on the road because all of the skill sets and ability to take action are already on the ground. You could be in anywhere in the world and get a telephone call and say, hey, we need your approval too. They already know what to do. They know who to get it done by. They've got all of the necessary ability. The finances are there. The bookkeepers got the money. They write the checks. You don't. They just need the approval. That approval can come from anywhere. Uh, they can say, we've got two or three ways we can handle this. You can be given those options and you can make that decision from anywhere in the world. This is really the level where you are really financially free. It's where I've lived myself for the last 20 years out of 30. First 10 years, I was in there running my own stuff, but I've elevated myself to where I don't run it anymore. In fact, I'm buying an, another Class A apartment complex right now that we're going to be closing on soon. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm working with the property management company on setting up the expectations and what's going to be done and how, because they're going to do it all. And it's really, it's strange because my fiance has worked in the business her whole life. We sit on the outside here, we're going, okay, we don't do anything. We do. They go, you don't do that, you don't do that, you don't do that, you don't do that, you don't do that. Sign this, we'll take over, put some money in the bank, let us run with this thing, and boom, that's the way they look at it. And my fiance's like, God, but I need to know this, this, because i got to get on top of doing this, this, this. They go, no, 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 we'll do all that for you. So it's different to her. And I've had somebody doing it for me for years, so... She's stepping for the first time into something where she doesn't do it every day. And that's a strange deal. So it's another level of freedom to not have to do it on a regular basis. Uh, but there is one more level of freedom above and beyond this, which I'm going to cover in the last segment, I think, because it's so important that I cover it that I want to make sure I don't um, neglect it. I want to finish up with this level. Once you have X number of apartment complexes, what keeps you from getting a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh? And the answer is nothing. Because once you have to the point where you have a management company or a supervisory system in place, you're not doing anything. You're not making any day-to-day -day decisions on the ground. That's all the local management. You're not making any um, overhead decisions, which would be uh, negotiating contracts with vendors, uh, setting price structures, marketing and advertising situation setups. You're not making those, you're not doing any of that work anymore because that's above you or below you. I'm sorry, that's a supervisory level or a property management level. Uh, the only thing you're doing is you're setting the expectations. 
and then you're following up on the reporting. So you get a report, you read the report, you might have a question to what something on the report means, but you're not going to run out there and fix it. You, If the reports get bad, you might have a discussion with the management company, okay, we need a new approach to this, this approach isn't working. And you know that's where your expertise would come in, that's where you would go find other people with expertise to come in and say, hey, you know, what's what's happening here? But you still wouldn't go in and fix it because it wouldn't be you to fix or it wouldn't be yours to fix. It would be the management companies to fix. So you really have bought a tremendous amount of freedom. But what I want to get to you is that you have and will not lose that freedom by buying one more property. Because, again, all of that goes on to the property management company. So what's weird when you talk to people that have done this is that year after year after year, they develop a larger and larger portfolio and still have maintained the same amount of freedom, right? And at that point, you run into what's going to be freedom level number four, which we discuss when we get back from break. This is the last level of discussion as to whether or not you're financially free, so you don't want to miss this. You want to come back. We'll take a short break, and then we'll be right back with the final, fourth, fourth and final level of financial freedom. Be right back. Lifestyle from the Radio Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Gotta love the classic music, just never enough of it. So, last segment here, I told you we're going to talk about the fourth level of financial freedom. It's one that for the last 10 or 15 years I've had fun with over and over again because I've never got an answer to it. Um, which means, Dell, why are you telling it to us, sharing it with us if you don't have an answer to the question? Uh, because I think the very question itself begs no answer. It basically says and or makes a statement of what is in reality. And sometimes in life that's all you can do is just state what is. You can't question it. You know, so you say the universe, there it is. It's infinite. What is there to question? You can't question it. It's, it is it. It is there. And you can say, well, can we change it, fix it, rearrange it, move it? All those questions are irrelevant at our level of thinking. And you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking that the problem was created at. So our problem is what is enough? Now, the problem was created at the level of well, what is enough? And if I have what I consider enough, then why would I even consider more? But if more is the natural outcome of having more than enough, and you have enough, and there's stuff left over, you have accomplished enough, yet there's still leftover stuff, what do you do with the stuff that's left over? But create more. <laughs> so where does it all end? Now, I've kind of broke it down into two different categories in my mind. And for the life of me, there's no right or wrong. There just is in this case. And that is there are some people that are just as financially 
unfree, being rich, as those of you that are at the bottom struggling to make a living. And those are the ones that never let them be happy with what they have. They never let themselves be happy, I'm sorry, with what they have. There's a guy that I've been following on the Internet. He, his statement is, I want to be a billionaire. And he's not even as rich as uh, and not even as successful as many of the Lifestyles members we have right now as far as the amount of real estate he owns. But he owns other businesses, and he's been out there as a self-help guru for years. But his whole philosophy is he'll never have enough until he's a billionaire. And at the age which I was laying back, having fun, relaxing, enjoying life and helping other people, he's still out there struggling. Struggling every day. I mean, everywhere he goes, he's got a camera on him. Everything he does is a brag. It is a promotion. He'll tell you, he even admits it. Everything I do is a promotion to get you to give me your money to invest in my deals. Now, how is there any freedom in that? I just bought Class A apartment complex, and I'm not bragging, but I'm just showing you the difference. I paid for it myself. He's out there raising capital by other people to buy Class A apartment complexes, Class B apartment complexes. But it's everybody else's money, not his. But yet he'll call it his. Well, what is his is the problem if it doesn't make any money for all those people he's got money in. What is his is the time and effort, energy that it took the market himself to raise the capital to get there. And guys, don't be wrong. I've got people like this in Lifestyles Unlimited. He just happens to be the greatest example to show you what it looks like. It looks like someone who can never be satisfied. It looks like a person that everywhere they go, they wear a suit coat, fancy clothes, drive a Mercedes, drive a Rolls Royce. This guy drives a Rolls Royce, has a jet plane, Ferraris, the guys in my group that have done it all have Ferraris. Uh, and it, it, these are just ego extensions is all they are. But they're not happy. They can't be happy because they're not where they want to be. As long as you're not where you want to be, you're not free. Now, let's flip that on the other side. There are many people in lifestyles that have more than they ever dreamed of having. They are free free to do whatever they want, to spend their time traveling, to spend their time with their grandkids, to spend their time with their kids, depending on their age. I had to make sure that you understood there's young people retired here, too. Um, they have the freedom to do whatever they want, whenever they want, with whomever they want, because they don't have 15 appointments tomorrow to be on TV, to be on YouTube, to be on Twitter, to be on uh, Chitter Chat, or I don't even know what all these things are, guys. I don't even follow any of that social media stuff because, to me, it's a waste of time. It's all about people not being happy with where they're at, trying to find out what other people are not happy with where they're at are getting so that you can measure your gettings with their gettings and share your pictures of your gettings. Financially free people, we just get up every morning, have a cup of coffee, relax, and know that everything out there is taken care of that our financial situation is one we'll never have to worry about again, and that it's no longer about the money. No, my friends, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. See you tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, investing, or tax advice. Results may vary. Always consult a professional before making any financial decisions. If you'd like to find out more about the mentoring available at Lifestyles Unlimited, please visit them online at lifestylesunlimited.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.